0: Eden Hazard, all is forgiven. Welcome to episode 14 of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, hosted by myself, the FPL General, recording on Tuesday the 18th of September, which is my birthday. So I just want to take this opportunity to wish myself a happy birthday so that I can listen to it back later when I'm listening to the pod. So happy birthday to me. Um gonna change things up a little bit on this week's podcast. So I, I put out a tweet looking for some suggestions for new ideas just to change things up a little bit so it's just not the same every week. So this week's episode is gonna run as follows. Quick shout-outs to those players who played 59 minutes in Game Week 5. I'll review my wildcard success game week five um, after that. Then I will talk about three players that I want who I don't own. So this could become a weekly feature, so I'm calling it the three I want. So it'll be, this week anyway, it'll be a defender, a midfielder, and a forward. So essentially three players from my watch list who I don't own, who I would like to own. Then I will, I had a suggestion on Twitter from FPL Heisenberg uh, to talk about popular players that, should be avoided. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to pick out three three popular players who are owned by more than twenty percent, um, who I'm avoiding. So it's not to say everyone should avoid them, but it's going to be players that I'm avoiding because I don't want to, you know, t- tell everyone players to avoid and then they go and bang. So it'll be three players that I'm avoiding who are above twenty percent ownership. So I'll, I'll do that every week as well, and then. I had another suggestion on Twitter about differentials. So again, I'm going to pick out three differentials from my watch list who are less than 5% owned. So three differentials who I like for the coming uh, game weeks. Talk about game week six captaincy then briefly, because a lot can change midweek with champions league and stuff. So I'll just talk about that briefly. I've got one or two questions as well. I want to tackle one about Mo Salah and one about champions league rotation as well. Um, and then I'll finish up the podcast. I want to do a quick shout out to the leader of my Beat the General Money League and also the leader of Elite Sixty Four. So that'll be just um, a minute or two on that as well. And I'll finish the podcast then, just talking, just briefly mentioning Patreon and Slack as well. And I'm going to talk for a minute or two about um, men's mental health as well. Just something I've started to do on Twitter and just explain why I'm doing that. So we're going to get straight into it. First off, shout-out to Tottenham's Moussa Dembele. 59 minutes, 1 FPL point. Congratulations, Moussa. So that's his first 59-minute appearance of the season. So I'm adding him to my list now. Um, He was the only one, as far as I know, he played 59 minutes in Game Week 5. A notable mention goes out to Sergio Aguero. Played 53 minutes, but at least he got... At least he got he managed to get two assists before he got taken off so I just wanted to give him a quick mention and hopefully he's okay for game week six Pascal gross didn't play in game week five so he's gonna have to wait a little bit longer to get his third uh, third 59th minute appearance of the season so I'm I'm waiting hard for gross to get his hat-trick of 59 minute appearances so I can invite him onto to the podcast um, so that's the shout outs for this week moving into my game week 5 review so finally had a good game week played the wild card things went very well for me. I 83 points and a very healthy green arrow so I've risen from 1.1 million to 337k so a huge rise around a rise of about 750,000 places which is huge in one game week uh, even at the stage of the season so very very happy with that. That moves me on to 310 points now overall. Um, So again, for the second game week in a row, I did the Match of the Day Challenge, uh, which is where you avoid all the results, switch the phone off and just don't know anything and and watch Match of the Day. Um, As I mentioned, it's my birthday today, so we celebrated my birthday at the weekend with my wife, so she treated me to a night away. Um, So I just switched the phone off all day Saturday. Uh, we were out for lunch and dinner and we went to a comedy gig as well Saturday night in Glasgow. So I just left the phone off and it didn't get home till about half eleven Saturday night. So match of the day was almost over at that point. And we're staying in a hotel so didn't have it recorded or anything like that. So I just I just went to sleep and match of the day was being rerun at half past eight on Sunday morning. So woke up in the morning, nice big sixty inch TV in the hotel to enjoy Match of the Day on and it was for once it was a nice experience. As you'll know from game week four, when I did it, it was painful. I think I got 36 points and activated my wild card, but a far more enjoyable experience this time. and And I would recommend that to people. It's a very hard thing to do uh, to avoid all the results during the day on a Saturday. But if you can do it once, it is it is a challenge. I would recommend now. Again, it's not always enjoyable, but if you can do it, it's it's worth it, especially if you have a good game week. So that was. A very successful wild card. Um, obviously, brought in my my old friend Hazard. Twenty points. So I was smiling from cheek to cheek, especially when he when he banged in his third goal. I, I couldn't believe I was actually getting Hazard points. Had to pinch myself. David Silva, eleven points. Madison worked out well as well. Uh, albeit he was a bit fortunate to get the penalty because Vardy was off the pitch. So I don't know if he'll have penalties going forward, but I'll take it. 14 from Captain Aguero. Danny Ings came came good last night. Juan um, bissaka came off my bench for Mendy, so Juan bissaka was my first sub, so it's always important to get your bench order correct, and it worked out for me this time. Patricio, clean sheet, happy with that. So, all in all, the only players who didn't deliver was Alonso, of course. When I bring him in, he, he blanks. And Mo Salah, my most expensive player. And Holabas as well got a big fat zero, so... The reason I got Hallabas was Luke Shaw was the player I wanted to get in that price bracket, but his injury just put me off, and I just felt Hallabas was the next best option um, in that price bracket. So happy enough to hold on to Hallabas for the time being. Um, and go, looking ahead to game week six, I'm I'm pretty happy with my squad, so I'm I'm going to bank the transfer more than likely as long as there's no uh, nobody's ruled out. Bank the transfer, and that'll give me two free transfers going into game week seven. So it'll put me in a strong position then to, to make a few changes. Uh, Danny Ings, I'm just going to bench him game week six and play Juan Bisaka at home to Newcastle. Now, Aguero and Mendy are both yellow flagged, but going by reports today, Mikel Arteta was saying that both were going to train today and they're in contention for the Champions League. So they should be fine for the for the weekend, I would imagine, so I'm not too worried. So it'll be, it'll be a transfer bank for me this week, hopefully. I think it'll be the first time I've banked this season. Yeah, I'm going to try that and do, do that as often as possible from now on. So that's the Game Week 5 review covered. Very happy. So hopefully it can kick on now for the next couple of weeks and months after a, a well-played wildcard. Moving on to a new feature now. So three players I want who I don't own. So I've picked out defender, midfielder and a forward this week from my watch list. First one is Matt Doherty at Wolves, 4.4 million defender, scored 12 points at the weekend. The only issue is he has Man United next, so it's not an ideal time to get him in, um, which is which is kind of why I don't mind banking my transfer this week anyway. He, he'd probably be one of my priorities to get in. But the other thing about Doherty for me is I've got Patricio and Bennett so if I got the Hardy, it means triple up Wolves' defense, which I'm not keen on. I did consider it. I did consider getting to Hardy instead of Hallabas on wild card, but I didn't want to triple up because one thing it, it blocks a move uh, for someone like Jimenez maybe later, or if Neves was to get penalties or something like that, then I'm kind of blocked out of that move. So that's why I didn't get the Hardy. But if you if you're unlike me and you've got you know you don't have. You're not already doubled up in Wolves' defence. Doherty, uh, Doherty, Doherty's a beast. I put a tweet out on Saturday at half time, uh, Sunday, I think it was at half time in the Wolves game, saying, I can't believe how he hasn't got attacking returns yet this season. Then he went and got his assist and he should have scored as well. He had a very, very good chance one on one and he put it wide. So Doherty is very high on my watch list. Midfielder Ryan Fraser, 5.7 million. Doesn't need too much explanation. Eighteen points in game week five. Fixture's coming up. Burnley, Palace, Watford, Southampton, Fulham. So Fraser was another player who was in my initial wildcard draft, but his injury worry scared me off him. Don't really have any regrets because I just felt a hamstring injury. I was very, very surprised to see him play. Uh, I was again I was watching match today on Sunday morning and the Bournemouth lineup came up and I seen Fraser and I was like Oh, no, I, I just know what's going to happen now that he's playing um, but didn't, obviously didn't expect him to get 18 points so well done to those who held on to him or you know were brave enough to get him on a wild card um, but again I don't really have any regrets there I got Madison instead of him so 8 points from Madison so it wasn't too bad but Fraser again like Doherty very high on my watch list now so when it comes to my game week 7 transfers I would imagine those two players will be uh, have a very good chance of coming into my side the striker I've picked out for this week's three I want is Zaha, seven million. Three goals in four starts this season. Good fixtures. He's got Newcastle, Bournemouth, Wolves, and Everton coming up. Um, and he is Crystal Palace. I mean, they don't they don't win games when he doesn't play. You know, he's, he is a talisman for them. And if they're going to win games, he's going to be involved in the goals. He has been getting a lot of bookings this season. Uh, more out of frustration because of how he's getting treated on the pitch. He came out on, he came out after the game complaining about you know not getting protected and players not getting sent off and stuff like that. But he just needs to keep you know do your talking on the pitch, Wilf. Um And you know he he can't be going around retaliating just because he's getting kicked up and down the pitch. So the yellow cards is a bit of a is a bit off putting. But hopefully he can you know just knuckle down now. and I'm sure he'll be told to just get on with it by Roy Hodgson over the next few weeks. So Zaha is the striker I'd be interested in this week. So that's the three I want, who I don't own, Doherty, Fraser and Zaha. Moving on to another new feature now. So Heisenberg asked me about players, popular players who should be avoided. So as I said, I'm going to look at three players who are owned by more than 20% in FPL. Uh, who I'm not interested in, so this is not to mean if you have them, sell them, it doesn't mean don't get them, this is my opinion. Um, the first one is is Neves at Wolves, so Neves is owned by 24.9%, he's 5.2 million, um, he's in a lot of teams because of his game week 1 performance, I think he got a goal and an assist in game week 1 and watching Wolves this season I've been very impressed by Wolves very impressed by Neves as a footballer but in FPL terms I'm not interested at the moment he's got four blanks in a row now um, he did create a lot of ch- I think he created five chances uh, at the weekend uh, which is which is good figures but again I'm, I'm just not interested at the moment he's not doing enough for me to justify inclusion his price point's a bit awkward at 5.2 um, I would rather just go cheaper you know 4.5 bench player or you know, find the extra for Ryan Fraser at the moment. The thing with Neves that will change my thinking on him is if he's on penalties. We don't know yet who is the Wolves' penalty taker. Could be Neves, could be Jota. We don't know. Could be Jimenez. We don't know. So it's a wait and see for, for me on Neves. Um, and he's one player I'm not interested in who is very popular. Another player in a similar price bracket who has 21% ownership, N'Golo Kante at Chelsea. Again, he got a lot of interest after game week 1 because he scored and like neves he's got four blanks now since then um, again i'm not interested even even though he is playing you know more further than he has been in recent seasons he's he's just not a natural goal scorer you know when you can see that when he when he gets into goal scoring positions he he almost he gets nervous looking you know he just looks to lay the ball off so I don't really see him getting many goals. He might pick up the odd assist here and there. And he could be good value at £5 million over the course of the season. But the other thing I don't like about Kante is, he, like Neves as well, um, they would take up a third. If I got Kante, it would take up a third Chelsea spot for me. So I've got Alonso and Hazard. I don't want Kante because there may be another Chelsea player I want down the line. Maybe if Giroud keeps his place. Uh, someone like Pedro, if he became more nailed on. If, you know, Vullian picked up an injury or something, Kante would block a move for me to those kind of players. Or if I wanted to go double Chelsea defence, again, Kante would block that. So Kante's is another player like Neves. No interest at the moment for me. The third one, a bit more exciting than the other two, although he's not very exciting at the moment. Harry Kane. Harry Kane is owned by 26.2% of FPL managers. million. That's the big issue. He's he's too expensive for what he's what his output is at the moment. I think he's blank now in the last two games. Um, I recorded the Liverpool Spurs game on Saturday and I watched it back yesterday. And after I watched it, I put out a tweet, just some of my thoughts. And what in that tweet, I you know, tongue in cheek, I said was Hurricane even playing in that game because you know barely touched the ball, didn't look threatening. He just to me. He's a player who needs a rest. You know, he he's had the World Cup. You know, Spurs had a lot of players playing in the latter stages of the World Cup, and I think that's starting to show now in their form. And obviously, they didn't bring they didn't sign any players during the summer, so their their squad depth is no better than it was last season. Son was away, so he couldn't you know fill in for Kane if they wanted to give Kane a rest. They've only got there really as a backup striker, who's not really good enough. So Kane has to play every week, which is. Which is detrimental, really, in his form because he he does look tired. There's no doubt about that. But there doesn't there doesn't seem to be. You know, Pochettino doesn't sound like he's going to give him a rest. He probably can't really afford to give him a rest because he doesn't really have anyone to play as an out and out striker uh, apart from Son, really. Uh, And Son's best position is probably you know playing off the wing anyway. So Kane's a player. He wants to play. He's like Sanchez. He wants to play every week. You know, if he. If he had a dodgy hamstring he, and it, it was his choice, he'd probably still go out and play because he's so hungry for goals and hungry to help the team and all. But it, it, it's just, it's its negatively affecting him at the moment, in my opinion. And 12500000 million, I'm just not interested at that price. It's just too, I, I just can't justify paying it. Now, he does have good fixtures coming up. So maybe, you know, there's a lot of talk going around about forming form fixtures these days. And yes, fixtures can be, you know, the catalyst for a form to, to, to begin so he may he may go off on one over the next few weeks um, but for me until he starts showing signs you know that he looks a bit sharper and he starts buying a few goals and I'm not interested so that's three popular players I'm avoiding Neves, Canty and Harry Kane so I'll try and do that every week and look at a few players that are above 20% who I'm avoiding at the moment next new feature is differential so I'm going to look at players who are less than 5% owned who are on my watch list who I'm interested in so three players uh, this week Matt Doherty who I've already mentioned he's 1.2% owned now that's going to rise um, so he's, he's definitely on the list this week Raheem Sterling is owned by just 2.8% of FPL managers which is it, it's a crazy figure really considering what he did last season and what he's doing this season he's got three goals and four starts Uh, he's got great fixtures so Raheem Sterling is a differential definitely worth looking at maybe if you're someone who doesn't have Salah you know if you don't have Hazard Sterling is definitely someone not to be ignored and he has probably been overlooked this season because of Aguero and maybe David Silva and things like that so I wanted to throw him in this week just food for thought for people and the third differential this week, 4.3% ownership, Josh King. Now, Josh King, I got rid of him on my wild card. And of course he scores 11 points then. I brought in Wilson. Just because I feel Wilson's looked a lot better this season, looked a lot sharper. You know, he's got more attack and returns as well. Um, but King is on penalties again now, which is a big pull factor for me. And last week obviously I went for Wilson on wildcard if I was wildcarding this week I think the decision would be a lot closer between those two, it's probably probably about 50-50 on whether I would go Josh King or Callum Wilson and the penalties might actually be enough for me to go Josh King So I don't own Josh King um, but the fact he's on penalties now in Bournemouth, I mentioned when I was talking about Ryan Fraser, they've got great fixtures so Josh King is, is he, he's another one to consider this week If you're looking to bring in a striker. So that's a couple of new features added. Um, I'm going to talk briefly about game week six captaincy. Now I'm recording on Tuesday. So it's very early to be talking about captaincy. When we have Champions League and Europa League this week. Because lots can change with those games. Um, So what... I put out a tweet this morning just to gauge some opinion on the captaincy at this stage. So I put a tweet out, um, the first option was uh, Salah and Mane, which got fifty. You know Salah or Mane, so that got 54%. Hazard got 21% and Aguero also got 21%, so at this point in time, Salah is probably going to be the number one captaincy option. Um, Hazard will probably be second then, and depending on Aguero's fitness, he'll probably end up third. And and I would imagine Manny will maybe be fourth then in the poll. So, for me, at the moment, my armband is on Mo Salah. Home game against Southampton can't really look past that at the moment. Now, things things could change if if Salah plays, you know, ninety minutes Champions League, and Eden Hazard gets a rest in the Europa League. That could that could maybe make me think twice about things. Um, Hazard at, against West Ham. Away to West Ham, kind of interests me. West Ham tend to struggle at the London Stadium. You know, lots of space there for for Hazard and co. to exploit. So, coming off the back of a hat trick, Hazard is definitely going to be in my thoughts for game week six. Now, is it too early for me to captain my biggest FPL troll? Uh, or can I forgive him enough to to get trust him with the armband against West Ham? So time will tell on that one, and you know I'll be watching the Champions League and Europa League closely this week, and that's going to factor in my decisions. Uh, if Salah looks good against, I think it's PSG tonight. Um, if Salah looks good, I'd probably just stick with him for the weekend. Um, Salah looked good to me against Spurs. Yes, he blanked again, but on another day that could have been a brace. You know we had a lot of chances. If Manny had played him a pass when he played it to, to Keita instead, could have been a goal for Salah. Um, so Salah, I've got a question about him later, so I'm going to come back to him. Um, but just while I'm on this, Manny, Manny passed the eye test for me again against Spurs. Um, it, it's I think it's a bit of a lottery really for the next few weeks out of those two, who's going to score the most points. So I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them, and. Even though I kept Salah on my wild card, I still think it's a viable strategy to go without him for a few weeks, you know, and spread the cash around. So the only problem with that is um, I'm just going to answer this question now when I'm here. The, the question was from um, FPL Rich on Twitter was asking me, "Should we walk away from Salah now uh, after his blanks?" Um, so my answer to that would be. I feel now is probably not the time to get rid of Salah because he's got Southampton at home. I think if you've kept him to this point, now is probably the wrong time to get rid of him. I would keep him for Southampton. Uh, I'd probably captain him against Southampton. And I mean, if he doesn't deliver then, then he's got two tough fixtures. I think he's got... I'm just getting it up in front of me here. Then he's got Chelsea and Man City. So, I mean, if he blanks against Southampton, then maybe that might be the time to get rid of him. But for me keeping him to this point, I would just hold on to him for Southampton. Um, I think last week maybe would have been the op- optimum time to sell Salah if you were going to do it you know, before the Spurs game. So, For me, it's a hold on Mo Salah for game week 6 and then reassess. Now, maybe it's different if you've got Hazard, sorry, if you don't have Hazard, because if you think Hazard's essential for West Ham, then you're going to be tempted to do Salah to Hazard, so That's a tricky decision that has to be made for managers who don't have Hazard. Um, And I don't want to even suggest what I would do in that case because I don't know. So that's captaincy. As I said, I'm on Salah for the moment. I will be tempted by Hazard if Salah plays 90 minutes in in Europe and Hazard gets a rest. So I won't be making that decision until Friday night. Agüero uh, away to Cardiff, another viable option as well. As is Salah. I mean, as is Mane uh, against Southampton as well, playing against his former club. So that's captaincy for now. Again, there's not much point talking about it until closer to the weekend. So I answered uh, I answered FPL Rich's question on walking away from Salah. Uh, another question I wanted to answer was from martin pramuka on twitter so he's asking how should we deal with the champions league rotation so european rotation i guess in general because we have europa league as well so it's inevitable you know there's going to be players rested in the premier league off the back of champions league games or before champions league games and things like that so the simple answer to the question is have a strong fpl bench um over the next few weeks benches are going to be very very important you know you're going to have auto subs coming in um you want to have at least two players on your bench who play every week now when i set up my wild card i i made sure i had three players on my bench who who play every week so i've got uh, i've got bernard at wolves you know he plays in a good defense so always a chance of a clean sheet against anyone really I went for Danny Ward, who's playing up front for Cardiff. So no matter who the fixture is, he's a striker. So if there's an off chance that Cardiff score, yes, they don't score many goals, but Danny Ward could be involved. And then I've also got uh, Juan Bissaka. So Juan Bissaka, he's the ideal bench player. uh, and He's possibly going to be the best ever four million defender in FPL. So that was one of my goals on wildcard, was to make sure I had three players on my bench who play every week, who can come in and do a job for me, uh, no matter who they're playing, you know, Mendy didn't play game week five. one Basaka came in and got me nine points. So there's a prime example, and we're going to need those benches over the coming weeks. Um, players will get rotated, especially from the big sides. You know, the likes of your Spurs fullbacks, Man City players, Liverpool players, players will get rested. So don't be surprised. Be prepared. Have a good bench. Have at least two players on your bench who can come in and do a job for you. They don't need to come in and get you 10 points. As long as they can come in and get you two or three points, that's a lot better than getting zero. And I mean, those two or three points could be the difference in you winning and losing your mini-league come the end of the season. So don't ignore your bench. Don't ignore fires that you have in your squad. For example, this week, if you've got if you've got Salah and you don't have Hazard, um, yes, it's going to be very tempting to go Salah to Hazard. But if you've got issues like... You know, if you've got a couple of injured players on your bench, focus on those instead of the you know the tempting transfers. Make the boring transfers that strengthen your squad because squad depth is something you're going to need over the next few weeks, um, and you'll regret it if you ignore your bench. You know, if you're sitting with two or three defend uh, two or three players on your bench already who are red flagged, who are injured, you know, um, don't don't ignore it. Fix your bench. That's the two questions I wanted to tackle this week. Uh, moving on now, I want to do a quick shout-out to the leaders of my mini leagues. So, first of all, my Beat the General mini-league, which is open to all to enter. I think there's there's probably around 5,000 people in that league now. It's a huge mini-league, um, and I'm hoping to see it on the FPL homepage soon, uh, like it was last season, as, as one of the best mini-leagues. So... Anyone who gets to the top of this mini-league at any point in the season deserves a shout-out. So I'm going to shout it out every week now from now on. Just just number one. So Andrew McKinnon, well done on an amazing start to the season. Andrew is ranked 42nd overall. So absolutely superb start to the season. So he's leading my beat the general mini-league. If you want to join that mini-league, you'll find the code on my Twitter bio. I don't know it off the top of my head. The Elite 64 League, which I run, which is a league made up of 64 of the best managers in the world. Current leader is Phil Ampleford. Um, Phil scored 108 points in Game Week 5. Superb uh, superb score. Phil is ranked 1,157 overall. So again, a superb start to the season from a, a top, top FPL manager. So Phil has seven top ten thousand finishes to his name so if you come across Phil anywhere on social media make sure you give him a follow he's someone worth listening to um, so that's the two shout outs there quick shout out to my patrons thanks for all the new sign ups off I got a quite a lot uh, quite a few sign ups off the back of last week's podcast so thanks to those who've signed up in the last week if you want to sign up uh, visit patreon.com forward slash General. Any questions you have about Patreon or Slack, just send me a message and I'll be happy to explain how it works and what it is. Basically, you get uh, exclusive content from me, podcasts. Uh, I do live streams every week, so I did a live stream on Friday night with my patrons to reveal my wildcard squad and just answer any questions they had. I post articles from time to time as well on Patreon. So, as I said... Any questions you have about it, just send me a message, and the way Patreon works is you don't get charged until the first of every month, so you can sign up for the next, you know, let's say 10 or 11 days, and if you don't find it useful, you can always cancel it before the first of October, so if you, uh, on last week's podcast, I mentioned it in more detail about Slack and how it works and stuff, so if you want to hear that, just listen to last week's podcast, which was, I think it was episode 13. And the title was Wildcard Activated. So towards the end of that podcast, you'll find a lot more information. Something else I wanted to mention briefly. Anyone who follows me on Twitter might have noticed that I've started doing a couple of tweets from time to time about men's mental health. Um, The reason I've started doing that is, uh, number one, I started listening to a very good podcast called Man Talk. And I would recommend anybody to give that podcast a listen, whether you suffer from mental health issues or not. Um, it's an excellent podcast. It helped me to understand a lot more about mental health, especially when it comes to men. Um, the other reason was looking at my Twitter analytics. Ninety-five percent of my followers are male, which is which is absolutely huge. Um, and hopefully, obviously. Hopefully, I get more female followers as the months and years go on in FPL. We want to get more and more females playing fantasy, and it would be great if a, a female could actually win FPL. That would be that would be superb. So maybe this will be the year that we'll get that. So that was again. So that was the reason. Ninety five percent of my followers are male, and I just seen it as a very good opportunity for me to do something good with my Twitter account. You know, raise awareness of men's mental health get more men talking, get more men reaching out for help if they need it. Um, and I just wanted to point out two Twitter accounts, uh, two Twitter accounts in, in general that you should follow. Uh, one is The Cam Zone, so it's at The CamZone. Um, and the other one is at Mind Charity. So check out those two Twitter accounts, I'm, I'm sure both have uh, very good websites as well for anyone who, who needs uh, support. It's important to remember um, us men we we tend to bottle things up and I've done it myself in the past over the years um, but there's the best thing you can do if you're suffering is to talk to someone uh, reach out to someone reach out to anyone and um, just tell someone how you're feeling you know whether it be a friend a family member a GP or even a stranger you know reach out to someone don't suffer on your own don't suffer in silence and as I mentioned on Twitter, my DMs are always open. So if you feel you can't speak to someone, and you want to just speak to a stranger, uh, just send me a message. Just say, even if it's just, even if you just want to talk about FPL, just let me know. Just send me a message and, and and just reach out to me. You know, it's I had I've had at least I would say I've had around twenty people now reach out to me since I've started doing the tweets, which is superb. You know, if I just had one person reach out to me that would have been worth it you know for the tweets and um, so i'm going to keep doing those if you see those tweets you know you can row in behind it as well and give them retweets as well um, and, and i think we can together we can do something positive in, in the fpl community when it comes to mental health and men's mental health in particular um and i'm thinking maybe down the line in, in a couple of weeks time maybe to to do some kind of fundraiser maybe for a charity like the cam zone so Keep an eye out for that, and I'll give more information about that and how you can, you know, get behind it. Um, and I'll be open to ideas as well about how we could maybe do something as a community in that sense. Um, whether it be FPL related or not, we, we can we can come up with a few ideas. So that's... Just wanted to mention that. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to cover this week. So good luck. Good luck in game week six. Um be very patient with your transfers this week just because of the Champions League and Europa League. Lots can change. And it's not just Europe. You know, Injuries can, can occur at any time in training. We've seen it with Kevin De Bruyne this season. So now is the time, if ever, in your season to, to start being more patient than you were before. Um, maybe don't worry about team value as much as you have been over the first few weeks. Things should calm down in that sense now anyway. I'm always happy to lose 0.1, 0.2 million just to have all the information I need on Friday to make the most informed decision when it comes to making transfers. So be patient. It's always my number one piece of advice I give out to FPL managers. Um, And you'll be rewarded long-term if you remain patient. So thanks again for listening, folks. As always, if you enjoyed the pod, give it a like, retweet, share, thumbs up, wherever you are, give it a review on iTunes. Always appreciated. Um, And leave a comment as well. Let me know what you thought about the new features. Let me know any changes you'd like me to make. uh, Anything you didn't like. Just let me know. Uh, You can leave a comment anywhere. You can tweet, tweet me. Send me a DM. Leave a comment on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever. I see everything. So all feedback welcome, positive and negative. So enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the Champions League. Enjoy the Europa League. I don't know. I don't know if I'll enjoy the Europa League, but I'm going to enjoy the Champions League this week. Um, I've seen on Twitter, uh, Trigger Lips is someone who's been tweeting today and yesterday that there's very little talk of Champions League fantasy. Uh, He's probably the only person I've seen tweeting about it. Um, I'm probably not going to bother playing it myself. I don't usually play it. I don't think I've ever played Champions League fantasy. Now, I enjoyed World Cup fantasy, which I did pretty well in. Um, But at this point, I mean, I've got, what, about four or five hours to decide whether I'm going to play Champions League Fantasy or not. But at this point, I don't think I'll bother. So good luck to those who are playing UEFA Champions League Fantasy. From what I've heard, they've done great work with their app and their website and stuff, so it, it could be worth checking out. Right, I'm just rambling on now. So cheerio, folks, and I'll be back next Tuesday with episode 15.